let me tell you this. Green Bay is a great town for football. No one is perfect. Uh, nobody can be perfect. But by striving for absolute perfection, you raise yourself notches above what you may have been content to be. Who's our head ref today? Tony Correcti. This is his rookie year. Oh, we're going to give him some What's up, everybody? This is Danny Vitale, the fullback for the Green Bay Packers, and you're listening to the Poor Man's Packer Podcast. Go Pack Go! Hello and welcome to another edition of the Poor Man's Packers Podcast, the number one Packers podcast in the state of our minds. I am Spencer Zmanowitz, joined as always with Kyle Tarkowski. Kyle? Hello. And the Packers are 11-3. and three. Clinched, baby. Clinched a playoff spot. Um, nothing but happiness. Win ugly Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, we're kind of just, it's been like Groundhog Day the last couple of weeks, it feels like, where we're winning. But overall, I mean, the tone around the team, at least in the Twitter sphere and social media, you is... You would think is that they're, they're the inverse of their record. Yeah, I mean, it, it feels like, you know, when we were still alive last year in the playoff hunt, but technically, you know, technically still alive, but our team we needed was, a lot of help. Yeah. Like, there was, yeah, it felt like there was a lot more hopefulness around then, but... Almost. But, yeah, it's, it's funny how, I mean, the kind of trolls are popping up now more more than I don't I don't even want to say more than after the Niners game but it's getting to that point but I don't know it's ugly I said I said it before the game too and I guess we should have expected it I was expecting an ugly NFC North battle at Lambeau Field with it being like 10 15 degrees out and that's exactly what we got yes I mean well it was pretty for Three quarters, yeah. Well, like two and two point seven five quarters. It was a very fun game to be a part of. It was, and then it just got real ugly. Like it, the fourth, the last eighteen minutes, I think, of game time was yeah, pretty pretty wretched. This is, I I just thought of it. It was uh, getting like a bag of sunflower seeds, and it was a great bag. And then the last seed is terrible. It's rotten. Interesting, and, and that's what this game pretty much was. Because I mean, I mean, there's a lot of sunflower seeds in a bag of sunflower seeds. Yeah, so. I get. I would say a handful of. Let's do like, how about? Mm, I guess peanut. How about like glazed donuts? But oh, you know, I've really never no had a bad a glazed bad, donut. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Um, it would have to sunflower be, seeds. I don't like that analogy. No offense. Um, I don't see you coming up with anything better. I will. Let's move on. All right, and this week, as always, we will start off by breaking down the offense and defense of the Packers-Bears game. Followed by that, we will have Take News, where we will have a general discussion on where the Packers are, mostly on offense, what the hell is their identity, blah, blah, blah. Um, We also have Take News, nice little uh, tidbit for what the Bears fans are going through right now. We have Is Kyle an Idiot? Some really great questions once again, and a little added bonus this week as well. Then we have Dumb Packer Fan of the Week returning again after a hiatus last week, and we'll wrap things up with a preview for the Vikings game. But we'll continue on with the positivity. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, it's just it's been the same song and dance. I think the the last month, this last month has been about the worst month we've gotten from Aaron Rodgers that I can remember. It's, um, it, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that, but it has he has definitely not played, um compared to like weeks three through seven or eight or whatever right but um yeah it it 
it's been uh, a little off for sure. Yeah, but I I feel like we like last year it was fine because we kind of had our excuses already made where you know the offense was stale, everything was stale for the Playing most part. Playing on a bum leg. Yeah, and we've you know we've seen the the peaks of what this offense can be a couple times this year, or at least you know. Not really in a full game. Closest thing was Oakland, but oh, yeah. we have the moments. We even had the moments in this game as well. But we just—it's what we've been saying since about week five, where you know we we have these huge plays and we're looking for that full game on offense, and we still just haven't had it. I mean, Ro- Rogers had a lot of meh plays in this game, in you know just overall, where it's just staring guys down or just throwing, holding on a little too long. Yeah, way too long. And I'll, I'll say this. I said this during the game, too, and um, you were over as well. Rodgers has to lead the league at least over the last two years, or probably this year, in interceptable balls that are just dropped. And I yes. mean really, really interceptable balls. Yes. Number 44 for the Bears, I mean r- right to him, and he just dropped it. Yeah, he uh, he is blessed with those. But to be fair, both of his interceptions this year are off. Um, Which is funny. his own receiver's hands. Yeah. So the the balance is in order. Um, but yeah, I, and I don't I don't know if I would say he leads the league in dropped interceptions. That should be interceptions, but he's definitely up there. Yeah. I, I, I'm obviously sure we don't watch all the games. Yeah. But. Yeah. I'm sure like Jameis is up there. Like yeah. <laughs> I could see like Derek Carr being. Well, he's kind of conservative too. Um, but yeah. It just it, it seems to happen every four weeks where it's like, oh, the ball is in the air, and you're like, oh, shit, here's a pick. And then, oh, okay, well, I guess we're still alive. This is yeah, all bonus. That that, uh, that guy, that one to intended for Jimmy over the middle, because they showed the Madden view, too, of the play. And it's not like he was, you know, spying and, like, kind of playing off and then made a great read and jumped on it. Like, he was on Jimmy's hip the whole time. Yeah, and wasn't there two guys there anyway? Yeah, I don't know yeah there was a guy over the top of Jimmy, and then, yeah, that guy right under. So, I am i don't know. I, I'm not sure what – because – and that's a hu- that's been a huge, you know, trendy knock on Rodgers is, oh, he doesn't take any risks. He's, yeah. he's too conservative. He throws the ball away. And, like, so when you see plays like that, it's like, what? What was he Yeah, doing and then there? when he does take the risks, it's happened a couple times where it's like, that's the one you're going to take? Yeah. Like, you're, you're not going to go deep to Lazard or something? Be it, you know, this is once again – Captain Hindsight, but it's you know you're not going to go deep on Lazard when in single coverage, but you're going to do double Jimmy over the middle. Yeah. Which speaking of going deep, I mean the very first play of the yeah. game, that's just that was oh I was I poked myself it, in the eye. I was so excited because I right. cause I like face palmed when it when it was incomplete and I was like out for the first quarter because I was out of seeing out of one eye. But anyways, that play should have been completed i don't know what mvs was doing with his arms yeah he alligator armed it it was it was probably the best ball rogers throw all day too it was the first throw he had and it was the best ball yeah. all day you know everything else was a right on the money tacky. it should have been a touchdown and yeah that was just very frustrating i think that could have been a great spark for them to really do the all gas thing yeah and we've been kind of it's been traffic mode the last couple weeks where you know maybe you switch lanes and speed up a little bit Mm -hmm. and you know those are the the touchdowns to Devontae and stuff then it's oh shit okay now i wish i was back in the right lane yeah let's go to speed limit and yeah not not the best overall i mean i hate these games because it's i hate questioning you know the quarterback's decision making because it was the fourth and six he just kind of stared down Devontae. 
and just kind of threw up a prayer, didn't complete it. Don't know if that play design was the greatest though. Right. But, but he you you there yeah, you can I mean we don't know for sure, but yeah, you can make an argument that he was predetermining going to 17 the whole but way. it's but it's not just that i mean there were, there was a couple and it's it's the lack of confidence you know something you, you we would see rogers in the past just throw the ball and just sling it and off of that you're like this this is a good play you know i'm confident he's confident it's going to be a good play but now you have that and then like the third in a million running it and then just the the fumble that they called back there, oh wow, and that was a gift. The the sack at the end of the first half, the sack at, for our last possession as well, or not the sack, but the intentional grounding. Just a lot of bad decisions, which we're not used to seeing from Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. and um, I don't, I don't know if you mentioned, but yeah, the drive right before half. I don't, I don't know what the deal was there. I don't know if that was Lafleur like saying take it easy or if it was Rodgers there was some sort of miscommunication but the urgency was just yeah like unbelievable like you would have thought it was the opening drive of the game I was okay with the urgency to a point because I felt because you know we were in striking distance we were getting in that 30 yard range where we can take a couple shots but then from that point on you know those last three plays were just terrible and that that throw over the middle Rodgers said post game that he should have audible to Hail Mary but even if that's completed, it was just such a stupid. It looked like a stat, you know, a stat throw. Right. Cause that's because it was right over the middle. He would have caught it on the ground, and yeah, there was no timeout, so time would have yeah. expired. But I, the play, like the couple plays before that, where I think they completed it inbounds with like forty to fifty seconds left, and then took the entire play clock yeah. to to, and they didn't snap it until there was like twenty five seconds left in the half, and by that point, they're in that no man's land zone of, of field goal range and then yeah they take that terrible intentional grounding and that yep. was just brutal I'll, I'll say this for a positive with Rodgers for the game he did say this post game too um, I'm sure everyone saw the lasso celly that he kept doing oh I meant to bring that up last week one he was he, he did it a bunch against the Giants yeah is when I first noticed it and one he said it's not a lasso two he said that you're gonna have to ask Hackett about it and not a lasso yeah so these the coordinators all get interviewed or they have their press conference on Thursday so we'll find out then what the okay. celebration actually is good Moving on to the skill position players, which we've kind of touched on a little bit. Uh, Devontae, he was a—I would say he was the most reliable, reliable, but he still had a couple drops as well. Yeah, a couple uncharacteristic drops. Yeah, I think I think there was two. Yeah, total. Um, and I guess we'll we'll switch it over here. Um, I heard this per- perfect term this this week to describe some certain players on the offense, and that is bubble poppers. The bubble poppers on this offense, as we talked about earlier. MVS, Geronimo Allison, Jimmy Graham. Guys who, not even if we have something going for the most part, as we saw at the beginning of the game, but we build, 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 and then these plays just over. You know, And that's what these guys have kind of been. You look, Geronimo had the drop. Obviously, MVS had the drop. Jimmy Graham, I mean, I don't, he hardly even played. The only catch I think he had was the classic Richard Rodgers two-yard out yep. for you know one catch for four yards no yeah. one catch for zero yards yeah. i'm sorry there you go <laughs> that's, four targets yes and that was on the third and four um at one i think towards the end of the either towards the end of the the game in general or yeah. the second half and it was it literally was it was like ptsd of richard rogers for yes sure. it's so with those drops early on when it was geronimo and mbs early on that geronimo drop. 
the touch the touchdown to Adams, and I said this to you, when the ball's in the air, I was like, okay, who is underneath this ball? Yeah. And then I had to check Adams. Okay, ball's still coming. Okay, this should be touching. Please be touching. And then he actually caught it. It's like, thank God. Yes. Okay, we shouldn't lose to the Bears at this point now. Even though it was only seven zero, yeah, but you know, it was it's like okay, we're we're getting it, we're getting it moving now. Bubble poppers, I like that. That's a good because yeah, like it just seems like when Allison has a drop, it just sucks the wind out of everyone. Yes, fans and players and yes. coaches. Um, but looking at the the box score outside of yeah, Devonte seven for one hundred three and a touchdown. Nobody had more than two catches right outside of him. Right, and that's yeah, I just. I, yeah, can't we'll, operate like that. We, we'll keep it. We'll we'll get to it eventually. We'll talk a little bit more about the offense later in in you know wider aspects of it. But keeping it with the game, Alan Lazard he had the two. He only had the two catches, but they were both important. One of them was a a big third down catch on third off and, script. Yeah, off off script. Just he just doesn't drop the ball. And uh, there was this tr- tweet from Zach Cruz, which we found both found interesting. Among players with at least 30 targets this season, 183 total players, Packers wide receiver Alan Lazard ranks ninth in yards per target. So it's, it's it, you know, we've been saying it all year, It's and it's 10.4 yards per target. We've been saying it all year, at least since he came on the scene. Why is this guy not getting more snaps? And yeah. more evident this game just because he doesn't make the mistakes that other guys do. And again, I think it was, and I think we said the same thing last week, where he wasn't even on the field for the first series or maybe the first two series. And it's just like, what? Cause he, he blocks like a tight end as well. So mm-hmm. it's, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. And they started doing that more too, where they were uh, running them in the backfield receivers this time, at least more often where both Lazard and our boy, once again, maybe at least briefly here, Jake Kumaro, mm. who showed up with the, uh, you know, Served up the haha special where he yes. just had to make the catch, you know, run over haha who's just doing like a hockey check, bounce just off sides, that, sideswiped him, and then at the end too, where the two where he split the tackle pretty much, rolled out of it, and then at that point we were both like, this is a touchdown. I thought yes. it was, I thought he was gonna score there, and it looked very similar to the Donald Driver against the Niners after yeah after that second tackle he he uh, got out of I. Instantly had the Donald Driver versus the Niners yes. vibes. We we had the the like half a second where I'm like shit, we're about to sell you really hard here, <laughs> and then I was like, ah, oh, damn it. But we still ended up getting the touchdown, which was good enough. Crucial, obviously. Yeah. Uh, the running game not very good. Uh, Aaron Jones had another. Well, no, I shouldn't say another because he did pretty well last week, but just a mad game. Only thirteen carries. I don't know. Thirteen don't... carries, and this was uh, before the game too. Wayne Larry brought this up to uh, Matt Lafleur during the presser, I think, last Wednesday. In games where Aaron Jones has had twenty plus catches this year, the following game 20... he, he's twenty plus touches. Okay. The following game, he gets about ten plus in the range of like ten to fifteen. And that's exactly what happened again, even after it was brought up, where he had 13, and neither Williams or Aaron Jones had a catch in this game, which is very, I that wouldn't say suspect, but it's, it is To go from, odd. like, just to have, like, those peaks and valleys like that, like 20 to 12 to mm-hmm. 27 to yeah. 13. Especially when you when the trend is spoken aloud and still they still went with it. It was a little surprising to see. Well, you know what that means. We're coming for you, Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. Well, ho- hopefully. Uh, and with Aaron Jones, too, uh, it 
it was kind of the bugaboo for him early in his career, but the pass blocking this game was subpar from him in the Not backfield. Not great, um, but we said it before, that front seven in Chicago was no joke. They were missing some pieces, but yeah. yeah. Um, not And he actually, I saw a pretty cool exchange. Uh, ben Fennell had a breakdown and said something like, uh, not a, like Aaron Jones was kind of getting pushed back, but Rogers, yep, I saw it too. Rogers was already in panic mode. Yep. But then Jones was like, he responded, he's like, you know, no excuse for that. Won't no, happen I, again. Yeah, I, I saw that, that and I, awesome. I thought about having that for take news and, and presenting it like, Kyle, do you think Aaron Jones will let this happen again? Because <laughs> now it's like, okay, you, and this is just me being overly critical and stupid. Yeah. It's oh, never going to happen again, Aaron. It's yeah, never going to oh, happen again. I knew again. you were going to say that. God. <laughs> yeah. He's just, no, I. I no, I, you got to love him. Yeah. That's and, a great way to approach it and, and respond to it. Yeah. Uh, Jamal Williams, he was okay. He picked up a couple, it just, you know, a couple grinding between the guards, between the tackles. Yeah, I think he there. had a few, a few uh, pretty crucial third down pickups. I know yeah. the third one for sure. And I think, yep. yeah, his one catch for seven yards, I believe, was on third down as oh. well. Oh, I didn't think he had a catch. I didn't think the running backs had any catches this game. Yeah, just the one. Um, and then moving on for the offensive line, probably the best game that they've had all year, which you wouldn't really think, but everyone, I mean, Ro- Rodgers wasn't under duress for the most part unless he kind of created it. Uh, but everyone, Bakhtiari and Balaga both grayed out super, super well pass blocking in the, in the 80s. And Balaga, he uh, allowed Mac to get one tackle. And yeah, Mac, that, Mac had a terrible game. He had the one tackle and he graded out very poorly as yeah. well, which is, you know, you go into this game and that's all we're worried about is this front seven for the Bears, you know, causing havoc. And they really didn't for the most part. The, from top to bottom, the offensive line was about as good as you could ask for. Yeah, they definitely caused some pressure sometimes, though, but that was usually when they were blitzing. And going off of that, there were a few times where, and he, Rodgers was loving the hard count early in the game, I thought. Like, he was really trying to get him. And, I mean, we all love that because that's when, you know, he gets the free plays and he takes shots yeah. and big plays happen. But it felt like I, I noticed a few times when they were stacking the line and, like, showing that they were blitzing, that's when he didn't hard count. Yeah, it's... He did that. I, I noticed it at least twice. And on the second time... Matt came off the edge untouched, and it was a it was a blown up play. Right, right. Away. that but that was that was for you know a different reason. That was just a bad play call where I think Balog actually did his job. It's just you know it was, there's you know, an unaccounted and no, guy. And it's that, I be a think hot that read. goes that I think that that goes on Rogers because he needs to you know yes. set the obviously we have no but fucking I guess, clue. But like I think he needs to set the protection you know correctly to avoid that. But we also go back and forth in this because one it's like yes we want we want the hard count, but at the same time what uh, what else have we bitched about all year? Getting the ball off, right? So it's and kind of and damned if you do, and damned if you don't. That's partly, and those are kind of related because I don't. He couldn't afford to do the hard count because of the lack of urgency yeah. to get set and get to the line. Yep. Uh, another another thought that I had. I've been thinking this all year. Obviously, just because I'm a biased Packer fan, and we have like a Bakhtiari and a couple other guys That's who what we had do it happen. I wish holding penalties would just be five yards. You know. Yeah. Ten yards. I is mean, like, it is on defense. Over. You know. Right. Yeah. So, it's it's a little biased for all the rules that everyone says are you know tilted in the offense's favor. Yeah, I I would I could I could get down with just five. Yeah, that that would be a huge if 
if we can have that ha- happen this off season, that'd be a huge pickup for us. Because like, yeah, that. holding is is going to exist forever. So it's not like it's and it's not like that's gonna almost like incentivize the offense to hold more right. just because the penalties reduce. Yeah, I think I I could get down with that. Yep. But uh, yeah, that's all we have for the offense for now. So with that, we will have a quick commercial break. Hello, Packer fans. Do you ever feel like you're missing something? we figured out what it is. You're missing qualified B2B sales opportunities with prospects in your target market. At B2B Data Guy, we work with all kinds of Packer fans just like you to generate targeted and qualified B2B sales opportunities for all of our clients. We do this by sending highly targeted emails to a 100% verified email list. Your ideal customer awaits you. Please check out b2bdataguy.com for more information. Mention this exclusive promo code, I'm a poor man, for additional offers and discounts. All right, and we are back with the defense. Uh, overall, a pretty good game in the in the uh, prediction episode. BDB, baby. B, D, wait. Yeah, BDB. Did you say B to B? Because, yeah, once again, uh, we've, B- since, <laughs> since Danny Vitale has been part of the intro, we haven't. I haven't been able to say um, from B two B Data Guy Studios, but we are we are still here in case anyone was wondering. The B D B B two B Data Guy Studios, the Ben don't break. Jesus, that's pretty good. <laughs> that is pretty BDB, good. B D B B two B. It kind of melted my brain for a second there. Hell yeah! But uh, I predicted thirteen points, and that's what it was. Yeah, very so, very. Uh, yeah, there wasn't any questionable or close calls for the Bears scoring again. Yeah. <laughs> But it was like Dean got that interception, and it was just like, okay, yes, let's ice it. There was a couple icing. I mean, the game was in ice mode for the last six minutes, but we had like three possessions. Yeah, because it it, it, he, he picked it off with, I think, like four, three or four minutes left. Yes. Quick three and out. Terrible <laughs> yeah. sack taken on third down. Yeah. Out of field goal range. Quick punt. They get it back. They They chip, chip, chip again. Yep. And then we get it back, and then another just brutal three and out yeah but but we're on the deep we are on the defense here that's right i just that was i know it's it's frustrating and we'll get to the frustrating part of the defense as well which was re- really smart plays at the end of end of the halves but uh <laughs> Ken, kenny clark <laughs> nope nope not right now K- kenny clark um he's been an absolute monster pay kenny pay kenny um hashtag everybody tweet us hashtag pay kenny yeah ev- hashtag pay Kenny, tweet everyone. Yeah, tweet every everyone you know, even Jack on Twitter or the White House. You could tweet them yes. all. But make sure they're all. Yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. There but you yes, go. Pay yeah, Kenny. Kenny's been on an absolute roll. Cut that. Here's a. <laughs> we're not cutting it. We're we're keeping all of this. Uh, Matt Schneidman had a another great tweet. Weird. Uh, Clark <laughs> Clark, a pure nose tackle, has eight career sacks in December and seven point five in all other months. Now, I don't know if you remember what I called uh, Kenny last week. I said he was a grizzly bear. Mm. Are you ready for this? I I know what he is now. He's not a grizzly bear. He is a December. Oh, boo. <laughs> boo. <laughs> I knew that was either going to go really well <laughs> not expect- or really bad. Oh, I it was is- not expecting that. Yeah, it I is. I thought you were going to name like some species of bear that hibernates in the summer instead of nope. the winter and then nope. comes alive and... But you just made it way well, worse. Maybe, maybe it is a real one. But either way, the dude's been an absolute monster. The beginning of the 
of the game, the first quarter, he just dominated. Yes. He had a, a sack and a half, I believe. Yes. That huge for play loss. on uh, on Tariq Cohen, that yes. jersey tackle. Yeah. That, oh, that was awesome. Because I think there was a lane that was clearing for him. Yeah. And if Kenny doesn't hold on, yeah, that's he right. busts one. And even even just chasing Mitch out of bounds that one time for for I don't even know if he got a sack that on that so or what. that was so funny. stupid the lack of football IQ in that was because David Montgomery was right in front of him to where he could have just done that thing where he basically yep. spikes it at his feet but instead he took the three yard loss yeah uh, you talked about Dean Lowry earlier I'll say it again I I said it when the Tampa Bay play happened too Dean Lowry is a ball hawk that's there's no question about yes. it now. I, he might have. I'd like to see his interception or catch percentage compared to like Jair or Savage or Kevin King because <laughs> De- Dean Lowry. I mean, might he's got to be, be in better. like the ninety percentile. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know how many passes defended he has on the year, but it he's got to be he's got to be swinging yeah, about. Yeah, if you like, they and they showed this on the broadcast, the view from Trubisky, like Lowry is engaged on his guy. He's engaged. I think he realizes he's not going to get there, kind of disengages, mm-hmm. and just reads his eyes and then makes a just unbelievable play. I can't imagine trying to catch that freaking ball being that close. So that close and, yeah. like, that cold. Oof. Yep. Uh, with the secondary, uh, weird to start Worth every this penny. way. Huh? Worth every penny. Dean Lowry. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot that. Yeah, we extended him. Yeah, well, that he was worth he was worth it for that play. Well, I guess if we would have actually iced the game away, but whatever. <laughs> um, starting with the secondary, leading with uh, Shandon Sullivan. Oh, what a great play for playmaker. S- sneaky, because uh, he's kind of you know been in and out of the lineup over the course of the kind year. Of ate up Ibrahim snaps. Yeah, which is fine because Sullivan's been. I mean, he he's he is our Micah Hyde. We thought you know Ibrahim would be him, but Sol- but Sullivan's been playing corner. He's been playing some box safety. Makes us not feel the Raven Green missing so much, right? Because like they're they're kind of they kind of play the same role. Which it'd be nice to have that depth, but yeah, he 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 does the job. I mean, l- as legitimately, well as Green was like the worst play he had was the drop pick on fourth down. You know, which what ended up being a good play. A positive because, toward, yeah, towards otherwise we'd have lost a bunch of yards, yeah. Yeah, and it made me wonder, too, how many corners do we have on this team that are better than the 2016 Oh, team? my God. I mean, every single one, probably. <laughs> probably. Like, Josh Jackson would have been our, like, we would have kissed the ground he walked on in 2016. Yeah, he would have he would have been the one matched up against Julio instead, and then, instead of Darius <laughs> Gunter. Darius Gunter. Yeah. It, it's nice to look back at that because he, he was a pretty solid player for an undrafted corner. Oh, sure. But, I mean, what an ugly name. Well, I like Gunter. I like his name. Gunter. And that's his last name. If it was his first name, that's a different thing. You can't really control your last name. But, uh, anyways, well, yeah, we both he have was beautiful a number names. one corner in an NFC championship game. Yes. I think that's a testament to Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Uh, Jair Alexander, he had a pretty solid game for the most part. It, His play of the game, and it wasn't even a great play. It was the Hail Mary. Oh, sure. Oh, my God. Well, his his vertical is in – he almost cleared a Bears receiver. But but what did he, what did we just talk about earlier with Dean Lowry? His dropped catch it. for dropped yeah. it, yeah, yeah. But no, I think the the play of the game, the play of the game was the screen breakup. The oh the yeah, screen, where he, he's oh. he's getting ready for Mi- for Minneapolis next week because yes. that's where he blew up Thielen. I was and just gonna say my all time favorite Jair play is that yes. one right there. Sick. It, it's even better because you know with with this game it's like who cares because the receivers are nothing. But for that it literally was Thielen and Diggs that but but you're always held to being like the best wide receiver duo in the league. Right. So yeah, de- decent game. Uh. 
Tremont was kind of up and down, I thought, but he was. We might as that well punt just, return. Well, we'll talk. We'll talk about that with special teams, but he was the savior on the final play yes. of the game. We we can just talk about. Let's talk about the end of the half too. The end of the half. That was, I think, the dumbest Packer play. Oh, the hell play. yeah! <laughs> the lateral, the schoolyard bullshit. I can't, I can't remember a, a dumber play watching the Green Bay Packers than that. Because at first, when it first started developing, you know, Jair laterals it back. I'm like, oh, okay. oh yes, yes, okay. It got yes, it got progressively worse. At first, it was it was like, okay, maybe we can make something out of it. I thought I was like, oh, there must they must see something. There's a there's a seam on the left side of the field, and then. There is a second lateral and a third, and then they go back to the middle of the field. I'm like, what are we doing? What are we doing here? Only, only, I was only fine with the first lateral, Jair to Amos. But what then? It when was still Amos, suspect. But when, eh, I, I mean. He was falling over while he did it. Yeah. Yeah, actually, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then when Amos did it and pitched it to King, that's when shit started to get weird. Yes, because King, King was ran, looking around. King ran directly backwards. Yes. Where yes. are you going, man? And they were he was getting close, and they were on the ten yard line. So if like one of those is dropped, oh, disastrous. Yeah, and we'll just keep it going. The final play of the game, mm. another just yikes, yikes. But thank God we had Tremont. I watched from the uh, the coach's tape or whatever. Tremont just tracking. If he didn't hustle, because he started on the left, went to the right, and then sprinted. Yeah, he, he you saw the oh shit sprint where he just ran to the goal line and. Especially watching it live, because you couldn't really tell exactly who recovered it. You just kind of saw Tremont lay there. It was literally the like Madden from 2004 to 2008 glitch where he's laying on the field and the ball just like rolled underneath like his arm. Like glitches to him, yeah. Glitched and went right underneath his <laughs> yeah. arm. Session just kind of tucked it. Yep. And just hung out. Game yeah, over. credit where credit is due. I really liked that that play call from an offensive perspective. It was it was about as I good. don't I don't think you can really call that if you're on like your if you're at like your own forty because right. it doesn't really make much sense then. But like they were at that kind of four our forty, forty five yard line and um, I'm sure everyone's seen the screen cap too of when that pitch to to the white boy, the the big tight end. Yeah, he he pitches it to Allen Robinson. Center. It's game. I over. think it was the center. No, I think it was like a fullback or tight end. Yuck! No, he was like 67, wasn't no, he? No, he was in the 40s. I oh, think. Okay. And uh, yeah, that goes to Allen Robinson. That that. Well, they yeah. still got to make the two point. Well, yeah, you. you, you know, oh, you were making me so mad because, <laughs> like, we're, I, we're stressing out like, oh my god, we. He was like. You, Spence, were like, I, it wasn't even close. Shut I said up. it wasn't even close. We didn't. I didn't worry about the last play because I knew Petten. He was neglect. Like Pet, he Petten was in was, denial. He didn't care because he had the perfect two point conversion defense drawn up, ready <laughs> to go. There was no way they were going to yeah. score. We didn't have the only thing that would have affected was Vegas. That is it. Yeah. It would well, the spread. And another thing that we strongly disagreed on too was the the plays leading up to that final play. Yeah. Was. I and I'm glad because Nagler's on my side. That I don't three, think he is. that three man rush when they're backed up on their own thirty just makes no sense to me because I, they had Mitch had so much time to sit back there and find an open guy to lead him out of bounds and just chunk, 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 and then till that final play where they almost gave us all a heart attack. You would say that the lateral play did better than most end of the game plays plays go correct. 
Well, yeah, because it's not a Hail Mary. Right, but it went pretty well. That's the only reason why you're thinking that this three, that the that rushing three was such a negative thing, because you want them to be in that position where literally they ha- all they could do were hail- a Hail Mary attempt and then that at the end. Well, they went the first, back and forth. The first Hail Mary attempt, for Mitch. Should have been a pick. Uh, but it... it but we had fell right through Chicago's hands too, though. But no, it did because we had five guys in the end zone when they only had three. I feel when that ball is in Ridley the, still got his mitts on it. When that ball is in the air, I feel much better seeing five guys there than four guys, which we which would have been the case if we rushed another guy. Because you're not going to get the guy, and they were still bringing some pressure with just three guys. No, I'm weren't. fine with any other. You know, there's no pressure with on three. third down. Hate it. Always hate the three man rush on like th- third for the most part, but in the end of the game, I was fine with giving them the 10, 15 yards. I was fine with it. You know, if it if it happens, if we end up losing one of those games, I will admit defeat. I do hate the three-man rush, but in that situation, totally fine When with you're it. backed up on your own 30, but that's not even backed up. Three. That's not even I'm, backed up. To begin the drive, they were sending three, like three plays in a row. It was, yeah. they started at the 20, three-man rush, 20, 20 yard easy all day gain. I'm f- same I'm thing the next play. Same thing the next I'm play. Totally fine with it, and it worked. Um, Not really. Last couple things, and almost kind of. It seems like Allen Robinson and Miller were open all. Miller day. was, yeah. Well, both of them, yeah. Robinson, God, he's he was three million dollars away from being a Green Bay Packer. Well, they said that it was it Ugh. was up to him, and he chose Chicago over the Packers. I mean, it's, yeah. it's his own fault. Trubisky or Rodgers? Uh, hey, dumb dumb, he made the wrong choice. Well, I mean, I'll never discredit a guy for you know getting more money. Do we even know? I don't even know if he was offered their that earning much more. years are so limited, so I'll never. But if like if it, I'm pretty sure Chicago was offering three million more. So again, I'll never. But I if it was just straight up, like the I, Chicago, I, I thought we were the much whatever. closer than the three million. But I don't. Uh, that's what I heard. But yeah, that's uh, God. Him and Devontae would have. Yeah. Um. Moving moving on. Uh. The Gary had a pretty pretty solid game. I mean, it's great. It, I his, I like his his sack. That whole play was awesome. Yeah. The good burst. The the Smith brothers, Gary, and I've said it a couple times this year. The Smith brothers and Gary on third down, all on the field. I love that. You know, I I love that because mm-hmm. you're you're getting you're getting a lot of guys who can bring different things all rushing at the same time. Love it. And this was um, the fourth time this year that uh, neither Zadarius or Preston had a sack. Yeah, that uh, kind of going off of that. And speaking of like third down, they they were not getting off the field on third down a lot, which was very frustrating. I couldn't believe when they said that that uh, the stat was like. Uh, that th- there was like 15 third downs. I was yeah. like, man, this has been quite the game. That yeah. seems like a big number. And I kept saying to you while we were watching, like, man, Zadarius has been kind of quiet today, mm-hmm. kind of quiet today. But then, as, like I kept saying that, and then the Dean Lowry yep. interception happened yep. where he had great pressure up the middle that forced that quick decision by Mitch. Yep. Um, I will run through all of these very quickly, these four thoughts, all special teams. Uh, Tyler Irvin still pretty good. He's averaging among among the best in the league in both kick return yards and punt return yards. Culture changer. Bad call on Tremont Williams' punt return. That was terrible, gift. and that should have swung the game. Another gift call we've had this I year. I kind of feel fraudulent waiting till now to bring that up because <laughs> at least was it was in the gift. first quarter. I'm glad it was in the first yeah. quarter. You know, that was at the was, end of the game. Was, yeah, there was enough time for both sides to, to much, correct it. Much well, worse we narrative. Get, we did get seven points on that. Yeah. Uh, mad game from J.K. Scott. Y- you know, we keep hoping to yeah. get a couple boomers in these late games. Didn't happen. And uh, last thought for special teams, Panera for the 
for the Bears, he looked like the coldest guy at Lambeau. I mean, <laughs> you could see you could see both of his eyes, and that was it. You know, if you didn't know, well, I guess because he's a kicker, you kind of you know who he is. It reminded me of I remember yeah, Jam- Jamarcus Russell as a rookie. I think it was his first game as a pro after he signed his contract, and he didn't suit up. And you, it's the least amount of skin I've ever seen on a an NFL player while at a game where it was literally just his eyes and like three coats. <laughs> you so. mean first season? Yes, yeah, that was this, his first season. Yeah, sorry, his rookie year. Because it would have, if it was his first game, this would have been like. No, I'm, sa- I'm saying August Rus- or September. Russell, um, Jamarcus Russell. Did I say Jamarcus Russell? I'm talking yeah. a while ago. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I just Good. okay. Yeah, we're. I'm glad that's all settled. It, gotcha. a very smooth transition to this commercial <laughs> break. Are your current sales leads bad and trash? Well, worry no more because you have found B2B Data Guide. I will give you the best leads you have ever seen. You thought your previous leads were good? Those leads belong to the trash man. Do you want to be a trash man? I have leads for doctors, teachers, bartenders, zookeepers, adult film producers, anything you need, I got it. I have so many leads, I don't know what to do with them. You'll never find quality leads at this price ever again. I will bet my pristine reputation on this. I've had women flock to me asking me about these leads. Don't you want these leads? Contact me now, immediately, today, immediately for these leads. These are my leads. Contact me today. Visit b2bdataguide.com today. And I want you all to know that we are fighting the fake news. It's fake, phony, fake. All right, take news for the week. I'm going to play a quick little clip here from the beginning of the post-game press conference. How does 11 wins feel, or does uh, the performance maybe kind of overshadow that? Just what, are you, what are you thinking getting out of here today? So, if you couldn't hear, that was Bill Huber, who basically said, you know, 11 wins, but how does it feel with, with the performance today? This is Bill talking to Aaron Rodgers. What do you think about that question? Um, I don't... Why? I don't get it. I don't get it. You don't get it? Yeah. All right. Well, this was Aaron Rodgers' response. I feel like that's kind of a, a condescending question, so I'm going to say I love being 11-3, and three, and I think the performance was a little up and down, but I thought we did some really good things. Um, we just uh, got to be a little more opportunistic when we have opportunities. So, okay. Oh. Yeah, your, your, initial, your initial reaction, I was like, okay, maybe... I mean, I, it is kind of it's I, kind of a nothing question. I know. I I feel exactly the way what he just said. What Rogers it's like said? a condescending question. What kind of shit is that? Well, you, you're eleven and three. Is that good? Or since this piss poor performance in a game that you won, well, overshadow that? Okay. What the hell? But it's but it's still different because what? How did we talk about the game? We talked about it in kind of a negative light for for but the you're asking the quarterback of the team if this. I <laughs> I think okay I, 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 it could I be perceived well. and I don't know if Bill was saying Rogers performance or the team's performance that's a little a bit of a gray area I just I think you could have worded it much better Sure but I don't think it it was bad enough to warrant that reaction Do you do you think you should make it a it thing It wasn't even it that much of a reaction it was he he said it's a condescending question I think a lot of people would agree with him and I just think if he worded that question better he could have got a better response. Sure, but at the same time, it brings me up to this next point. What the hell is this football team? What the hell is this offense? I'll read another couple tweets here that we 
we both saw God, on, on the Twitter sphere. Oh, spicy Rogers. There was this one from D34, Dilf Dad, Eric the Red. He said, I love the new quantum state the Packers exist in for critics where Rodgers is no longer elite, but also Matt LaFleur's hot start as a head coach is because he has an elite quarterback. That is a perfect tweet. I just love the phrase quantum state. Because yeah. when you think, when I think quantum at least, I just think confusing, makes no sense yeah. topic. I think I think it's mentioned in uh, Avengers Endgame. I think they go in the quantum realm or something. But when I think of quantum, and this is probably wrong, I think of like being stuck in a big thing of jello. Hmm. And I think that's kind of what he's getting out there. And then there's this other tweet, too, from Bart Winkler. Who is responsible for this narrative that these Packers wins aren't good enough? Who is responsible for being more worried about the team's identity than the fact that they are winning? We must shame them. This is getting ridiculous. Yes. So I'm kind of bringing this shame. up. What do you think of this team? What do you think of the team in general, the offense going forward, and the playoffs for the most part? Because I want to keep this open-ended. We break down the te- the games pretty much at an individual standpoint and you know we don't look big picture for the most part and i'd like to do that now i hate to sound like like one of those insecure patriot fans who thinks the world is against them mm-hmm. but like preseason first it was oh rookie head coach he just came from a mediocre offense rogers is no longer elite they're not going to be very good third in the north yep whatever and now it's 11 and 3 and it's this offense isn't good fraud wins they haven't beaten anybody they're i just i i like what is it i don't know well like we've said we see pieces we see pieces of what this team can be because you know i i love i love this team it's been great having so many wins this year which we probably didn't expect for the most part but at the same time like i said we're in pieces and I just thought of it on the go. We need more of those glue guys on offense. We've talked about Jamal Williams and how he is that perfect glue guy. You know, he doesn't make mistakes. He's not the most talented. He's not the most flashy player, but he doesn't make mistakes. And we talked about the bubble poppers earlier, and we're getting to it again. We mentioned it. Kumaro, coach already said Kumaro is going to get more snaps. Mm-hmm. But I hope we can move to this offense where we we, we need to just – more than ever, and I think, and I pray to God we will, Lazard and Kumro need to get the snaps that MVS and Geronimo are getting. Yes. Where when this team was at its, be- at its best, and I'll just say this, I watched the, the Bears-Packers uh, game from 2013, the fourth and eight game. Watched the entire thing uh, this past weekend. Wow. And it's par- part of watching that too, it's like, man, you know, and they didn't even put up many points, but there's this rhythm and this... You know, you feel good watching these guys play, and the big reason is is we don't have a James Jones, and we don't have an Andrew Corliss. You know what I mean? Because I would kill for a goddamn Andrew Corliss right now, just someone who can block and can make the plays that are there. And James Jones, I mean, he had the drops for a while there in his career. But, God, if we can just if, – if we always had Adams on the field and Lazard or Kumaro and then – Jones, you know, Joe, you know, just we we need to rotate the top end guys and maybe throw everyone else in every once in a while. It just, I really hope we can simplify this offense and stop trying to do more than you know more than we really can. <sighs> to and I I agree that Kumaro and Lazard uh, should should be getting a lot more snaps. But to be fair to MVS, 
that very first play of the game was his only target of the game. Yeah. I don't think it's fair to him. It doesn't seem like he's getting a chance because you said you used the word rhythm, and mm-hmm. I, I think that's a great word for what this offense is lacking. And I just think creating easy stuff for MVS, getting him confidence yes. in, in, a, in a rhythm could could open up the, the deep ball, which we are severely lacking as well. In terms of Geronimo, <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, we're trying to get him in a rhythm, and he just—he's good for one or two drops and a that's, game. And that's what I, I'm thinking too. Because th- wh- why? Why is Geronimo Allison getting the snaps? We're told. I. What are we told? Because he's a good run blocker. Well, Kumaro and Lazard are just as good as yes. he is. Why? There's no positive that Geronimo brings to the plate that those other two guys don't. And MVS is kind of a different guy, too. Obviously, he's probably been the most disappointing player on the offense this year. Mm-hmm. But, my God, I don't know if we've actually ran the jet sweep to him all year. If we can get him that's right. if we can get him the jet sweep or even a drag route, I mean, that's the type of shit that this guy needs. Yeah. And especially when you have a cold player like MVS has been, I don't know if you open up a game and go to him. Maybe, you know, it shows that confidence in him, you know, that you're going to him in such a bit, you know, right off the bat. Yep. But my God, you got to think if it doesn't happen, you know, he's broken. He's He's been a little broken this year, and now it's his confidence has got to be shot. Yeah, and I am, I still hold the belief, because I'm a dumb fan, and I always will be, and I'll always just be, I will always will try to be optimistic by nature. So I really think that this offense can start clicking at any moment. Like, I said it back in the very first episode of this stupid podcast of that the only scoring drive of the game against the Bears was four plays 75 yards that included a deep bomb to MVS and I said then I believe as a fan that that can happen on any drive that's right and I still hold that belief and I'm and I still think that happened because in the the I think it was the third scoring drive second or third scoring drive it was it was yeah it must have been the second um, to put to put us up fourteen three. The the whole drive was it was that great jet motion, mm-hmm. fake the jet, yep. fake the handoff, Devante. slant to Devante, yep. huge chunk gain. Yep. Next play, or was, I think there was a, a small run. Next play, Rogers scrambles, picks up a chunk there. Yep. Next play, Aaron Jones chunk play. Next play, Aaron Jones touchdown. And, that, and that's what Rogers. Aaron Jones, Devontae. Right, and that's what everyone was saying, too. That's what Matt was asked in the press conference because it's literally you, and that's what I'm saying. You have that core there, and then you just sprinkle the guys on the outer rim, yes. you know, a little, you know, the salt on the rim of, of your margarita, there and that's, you go. that's Kumaro. There you go. That's, that's Lazard, you know. And yes, but, they, the, but the tequila and the mixer and the yes. ice, that's Rogers, Jones, and Devontae. Yes, exactly. And uh, I, I love this. Jim Osarski brought this up. He got the quote from Lazard. Uh, Jim for Packers News. Great, great quote from Alan Lazard here, where he said, "The offense is like when it's dark and you're trying to and you're trying to plug in your iPhone charger or whatever <laughs> to an outlet. You know, you're getting close, but it takes five times. But they're when right it, there. When it clicks. We, we need that. Yes, click, and we're so charged up. We're so damn close to it. And I'll we can we'll finish off this part of take news with this. I really think Aaron Rodgers has just played this trick on us." Well, one, one yes. is one. It's I don't know where you're going with this, but I think right. we're going somewhere similar. I was going to say you're you're agreeing very early because one, and we said it earlier in the year. It's almost like Rogers' uh, gameplay over the last two years is ready for this type of team, where you know no mistakes until this game where he made a couple you know dumb things, but no no turnovers for the most part. And now it's kind of catching up 
all around us. But for the most part, he's played this trick on us where we're so we're just looking at this offense that's been up and down over the last couple of weeks, where the special teams and defense have has gotten better every single week. You know, thirteen po- for as much as the the Bears were all over us, it seemed like it was only thirteen points. Yep. So as long if if we can if we can find any type of magic here, I mean, shit, the last time we won a Super Bowl, we were the sixth seed. It's just yes. we're so damn close and I'm I am optimistic but god we really need something to spark this this team in the last couple of weeks to feel really good about going in the playoffs. Yeah. In terms of <laughs> Rodgers playing a trick on us, yeah, I just I think that he can flip the switch at any any given moment. Yep. So, um ooh, one thing I wanted to add and I Again, this kind of makes me feel like an insecure fan. Sure. But I was listening to, and I've referenced this before, the Ryan Rossillo podcast. Him oh, and Chris yeah. Long do do weekly recaps around the league. And Ryan Rossillo, he's he's a good, you know, reasonable, level-headed. Sure. He, he knows what he's talking about. And obviously, Chris Long, he knows what he's, he's – he was a great NFL player, back-to-back Super Bowl champion with different teams. That's insane. Really knows what he's talking about. But what he said when he was talking about the Packers – he said, which is the very fun and trendy thing to say, not a great team, but they have a great record. Mm-hmm. But then he said, which really confused me, the same thing we criti- criticized the Seahawks for, I don't hear it about the Packers. That's what he said? I yeah. thought he said that. Okay. And when what I think what he means by that is the, the Seahawks are winning these close games yeah. and not by very much. Now, obviously, in our perspective – the the criticism for the the Packers is amplified because we're you know more in tune yep. with that, but we're still you know we still follow along national media and analysis. Yeah. So, like we obviously like I, we hear the criticism for the Packers. I haven't really noticed criticism for the Seahawks. I yeah I haven't either, but I yeah I'm not quite sure exactly because I thought it was meaning a different thing. But yeah, because the Seahawks the Seahawks are winning ugly too for the most part. And I got it right here. They beat a bad. Bad Bengals team by one point week one, and that team yes. didn't win a game till week whatever twelve. Big Ben got hurt when they played the Steelers, and a bad Mason Rudolph came in, only beat the Steelers by two. They only beat a bad Browns team by four, beat a bad Buccaneers team by six, and last week beat a checked out, you know, interim head coach yeah. Carolina team. Well, six. I mean, shit, you just look just off the top of the head. We talked about it before, and I said it before. The NFC in general, is wide open. This is before the Niners game. We were saying it more so. Wide open. But you look at what the Niners... uh, The Niners and the Saints over the last two or or three weeks have lost to the freaking Falcons. Yeah. So for some reason, these games, and be it we've been negative for the... You know, looking at this team a little bit on the offense, we could be more optimistic. But my God, they actually lost to a a bad team, but we we seem to ignore that for the most part. And yeah, they... They they're eleven. And we have the same record as the Seahawks, and they're touted as this like you know NFC. Nobody wants to play them. Yep. They only have one win by more than one possession. One, and that's against a bad Cardinals team. That sounds like the twenty nineteen Green Bay Packers. We have and we have we have four wins with by more than one possession, but those are four bad teams. Well, Cowboys. I mean, they're they're <laughs> playoff team by default. Yeah, I don't know. It's just the NFC in general. Like I said, is just wide open. Wide open. Honestly, any anyone. Any of the six teams and shit, the AFC too is just so wide open. It, it'll be a great playoffs. No and yeah, what. he also threw in there that no, I don't think anyone's real scared to go to Lambeau anymore. And it's like uh, in January, I doubt it. it. Yeah, I mean, I 
I could see it in the past, but right now this this team is kind of built for Lambo more than it ever has exactly. been in the last 10 years. But yeah, I guess we'll see. And you have something? Kind of a take news remix. Uh, let's check in on, on Bear's Twitter here. Uh, David Prince, at by David Prince, uh, he tweeted after the, on Monday morning, some good news for next season for the Bears. First bullet point says, Bears won't play a first place schedule. So sad. <laughs> They can still fill some holes via the draft, sure. Bring in a solid backup to help push push Trubisky. Not compete, but push. So sad. Kyle sent me this tweet earlier, and when I got to, that's like halfway through, and I'm like, wait, you're looking forward to the possibility of a backup quarterback pushing your starter? (laughs) Fourth bullet point is roster is still very young and talented. Sure. Okay. We'll, yep. we'll let that slide. And the fifth one. Oh, buddy. Oh, this is where it gets good. Now, let me remind you how this tweet starts. Some good news for next season <laughs> yeah. is how it starts. And the fifth bullet point is we'll have a first round draft pick after next <laughs> season. <laughs> it's for as negative so as sad. everyone has been for the Packers this year. At least we're not that. At least we're, we're not a, a, you know, formerly 12 and 4 team. <laughs> looking forward to the future drafts and backup quarterbacks pushing the most important player on our team. Oh, Absolutely hilarious. I was laughing about that for a while. I mean, he says some good news for next season and then gets excited for something that's not going to come to fruition for another 18 months. And the fact that they don't have a first or second round pick, I think, next year, but he still mentions can fill some holes in the draft. It's like <laughs> literally every team can say <laughs> yeah. that. God. Stupid. So stupid. Oh. But, uh, but yeah, that was just a, a cool update on, on Bears Twitter. Very Yeah, very important. They're, they're always doing well. But uh, <laughs> that is it for Take News for the Week. I'm not an idiot. Okay. You sure? Yes. And returning once again, everyone's favorite segment is Kyle an idiot. Uh oh. I like we have the intro, but I still like pretty much just repeating it back every single time. Uh, mm-hmm. We are going to mix it up a little bit. I'm only going to ask Kyle three questions. This and then I, we're going to do a little stump the spenny. Yeah, we're going to do stump the spenny after. I think this will be a good mix. Three questions will give you a better chance of having a positive week. I think because all you got to do is get two instead of um, all. Four or three? Yeah, yeah. you better yeah. Uh, put on your batting gloves because this there will be no softballs for me, pal. All right. Well, I think I don't think any of these are super tough, but they're all kind of. If you know, you know. Sure. All right. You might not like how it starts, however. Oh God. If you know, you know. Kyle, name any of the three fields that the Packers practice on. Uh. The- Don Hudson Center. There you go. Oh. The Don Hudson Center, Ray Nitschke Field, and Clark Hinkle Field is the one closest Clark to Lambo. Okay. Yeah, at least I think it's still called it. It's under renovation right now because they're gonna they're gonna put like coils and stuff under it, to, so it's more like Lambo Field. Okay. So that's why it's all torn apart. But yeah, there you go. I don't know if you'd. What was the last one? Clark Hinkle. Clark Hinkle. He's okay. he's I a player from yeah before there were TVs or anything. <laughs> Um, but yeah, there you go. One and zero. All right, this, this is a good start. Hot now start. all you got to do is go one of these next two, and I think you will, and you'll have a positive week. Ooh. All right, here we go. Who was our starting center before Lindsley slash Treader? Because they at the beginning oh, there they were kind of back Treader. and forth. Jeff Saturday. Oh no! I'm sorry, you answered way too quickly. Evan Dedrick Smith. Oh, I thought he was a guard. Oh wait, shit! Am I wrong? <gasps> oh man, I might be wrong. I might have wrote this incorrectly. Shit. 
Uh, did, was Saturday the stopgap, or did we get Lindsley I right thought, away? Yeah, I thought Dietrich Smith. Was oh a God, that's not good. We're gonna have we're gonna have to come back at the end of, oh. at the end of the segment. This might be Ooh. this might be the worst week yes. for Spencer ever. All right, well that one that one is a big question mark. I should probably proofread my questions. Oh. All right, the, <laughs> this is the last one. Who was the late season addition for the 2010 Super Bowl year that we picked up after he was cut from the Jets? He was a defensive tackle. Colin Jenkins. Oh, no, Kyle. God, I was going to give you more hints, too. He helped force the most important play in the Super Bowl. Forced it, didn't make it. Let's see if we can give you a half point here if you want to guess again. Does that have something to do with a fence? No. Well, a defense. Oh, why? Were you thinking Ryan Pickett? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Howard Green. I never would have got that. Oh, man. Howard Green. uh, Yeah. Colin Jenkins was drafted by the Packers, wasn't he? Yeah. That's why I was like, oh, because he was a great player for the Packers for a long time. He was like our first Mike Daniels. He was on the the 2010 team, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. He was there. Yeah. Um, But Howard Green, and this is what I remember, he was big. He was the biggest guy I can ever remember playing for the Packers. One word to describe him, bouncy. Mm. Bouncy. He's the guy who ran into Roethlisberger in the end zone, which forced the errant pass that was picked off by Nick Collins. Interesting. for the touchdown. Okay, yeah. So there you go. i heard that name in my life. Yeah, so you're, you're uh, one and one, and one, one, question mark. We'll figure, Ooh. We'll figure it out yeah, after, okay. but okay. hit me with it. All right, well. Um, if, it, if this sucks... I don't really think it sucks. Okay. Okay. Because I think it relates to a question you've already asked me. So Perfect. you should you. I think you'll know because you're already snooping around, sort of in that that realm. I'm snooping around all the realms. Um, of the Packers, so Kyle. I think you'll know. Yep. But let me preface a little bit by saying the the '80s was a dark decade oh, for the Green Bay Packers. It was. Uh, I don't think they they were above 500 once. They were definitely below 500 for the decade. Sure. Um, we don't talk about the 70s or 80s, but continue. And I think, and Holmgren comes in, yep. wins the Super Bowl. Yep. We have, since Holmgren on, we've had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Yep. I think that's where the term entitled town comes in because a lot of fans, you know, myself included, only know good football. So we feel entitled to only see good football anyways. I really want to shoot my shot right here, but continue. Yep. Who did Mike Holmgren replace as head coach? Uh, man. Yeah, that's a good question. Was it? Uh, if you get this, I'm gonna go. Is it? Nuts. I don't know if it was Lindsay. Is it Infante? Yeah, you mother. Ah, uh, awesome. What's his first name? Lindsay. Lindy. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah, there we go. Dude, I, I am I am pretty surprised I got that. I I wanted to shoot my shot. I wanted to say Lynn Dickey. I thought it was going to be a quarterback question. Don't know anything about Lynn Dickey. I know Aaron Nagler loves him and the one thing I the actual only thing I know about Lynn Dickey, he wore 12, but my dad would say that back in the 80s when they were bad, the one thing that the Packer fans could say is you might beat our Packers, but you will never lick our Dickey. <laughs> Yep, so, um, yeah. I really thought I was going to... All right, we're going to have to pause here. This is us pausing. Okay, so we did, we did, we did the research. A little back and forth here. Um, 
I was right. I was lucky. But so Evan Dedrick Smith, he got stomped on he got stomped on by Sue in twenty eleven. But when he was playing, he was filling in, so he wasn't actually the starter. Jeff Saturday played in twenty twelve. Mm-hmm. Made Evan a Pro Bowl. <laughs> made a Pro Bowl. Uh speaking of yeah, terrible the Pro Bowl selection just came out. We record on Tuesdays, and there was a couple questionable. Speaking of questionable, one calls, of the Smiths, n- neither Smith. It's a joke. I think that's the biggest Snubbed. thing. But, but moving on, Evan Dedrick Smith was the center for the Green Bay Packers. I still, I still remember uh, Zach Cruz saying that uh, Evan Dedrick Smith was a more important signing than Sam Shields. They were both free agents that year, and he said. He would have rather signed Evan Dedrick Smith than Sam Shields, which was questionable at the time. But Zach's usually pretty good. He was wrong on that one, though. Mm. I guess, well, counting the concussions, maybe he was right. But, uh, yeah, so you were one and two. We were we were in um, purgatory there for a minute there. That's about the most unorganized this podcast has ever been for, <laughs> those, for those 10 minutes. That's saying something. I promise going forward I will always double-check the answers, but that is it for Is Kyle an Idiot? All right. Returning, actually returning this week. All right. This, this is good. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, no, we're not going to cut that either. Um, so this is going to be our longest episode ever. But, All right. But... <laughs> But I don't think we can skip Dumb Packer Fan again. Our favorite Packer fan on Twitter, Aaron Michael, was at it again. This was his tweet. The most simple and bottom line breakdown is this. The Packers can't win a Super Bowl with this. Um, I think he's referring to this play style, this offense. This team? Yeah. I don't know. Either way, it's so stupid when... What what seed were we when we won? Six. The, were the, only, s- the only six seed to ever win it, nope. I think. Steelers did a couple years before that, and then the Giants. I Are you sure? Think. Yep. Yep, because I think it was fresh in the brains because the Steel- if, if it wasn't the Steelers, for sure the Giants when they did it. I don't think we were the first. But either way, the NFC is so wide open. Saying that we can't do it is so damn dumb, especially when there's games well, left Speaking of, like nobody thought the Patriots, when they went 16-0, and nobody thought they were going to get beat. Yeah, that's true. Who knows, man? Yep. It is completely wide open, but more importantly, this poll might be the worst <laughs> oh. poll, and I'm starting to question <laughs> who this guy is as a human. I legitimately think he could be a bot <laughs> or a plant by the Vikings fans <laughs> or Bears Just to rile fans, us up. and literally, like they'll they'll hop out at the end of the year and they'll be like, "It's all a joke. You guys were idiots." <laughs> Kyle, read what the poll question was. It says, as a Packer fan, I want the team to win dot, dot, dot. And the options are a playoff game. Skip that. Skip skip the the division. (laughs) Who cares? We have a team or the Super Bowl. How is this a question? (laughs) How is this a question? What? What? How did you how did you refer this to me earlier when we were when we were talking? As a human being, (laughs) would you rather have (laughs) one dollar? $5, $10, or $1 million. (laughs) It's a tough one. I I do not understand, and this is why I'm starting to think that this guy isn't real. He doesn't really reply to many (laughs) people. I I am looking forward. This guy has to come out as some type of... I mean, I just... I want to give him the benefit of the doubt and just like... Just seems like a good-hearted dude with with good intentions. But like, what... What are you doing with that question? 
what are you doing with that question? I don't understand. <laughs> with that statement. What? Terrible. I think, you know, I'd like to mix it up, but we, can't we, even, like, we couldn't look talk, past like, this. Like, this should be well received that the question is just like, what are we doing here? It, and let's just move on. It's a guy, it's like sometimes you run into people who talk football, you talk football with them for a little bit, and then sometimes in the conversation you get to a point where you're like, nope. This guy this, does not know what he's talking this about. This conversation I, is over. Oh, I need to go to the bathroom, and then you walk out. Never come back. And that's what we'll do with this segment. It is over. All right, and now the big moment, the preview for the Vikings game. I believe this is the most important game that we will have all year. Leading up before, we obviously set it for the Niners game, but that didn't go well. <laughs> We're going to switch it. This is the biggest game of the year, and I think it probably is. Yeah, for, oh, for sure, because this is the biggest rival in our division this year for sure they are right on our heels yep and thankfully we are in the tournament and even more thankfully we only have to win one of the next two to secure a home playoff game right um and one of those is against a depleted and checked out detroit lions team who just put matthew stafford on ir yep we'll have to face him yep um but yeah this game is massive i don't think it's a season ender if they lose i mean obviously right but i it it would be a this game is the tone setter this is the path creator Ooh. if if we lose this game i don't feel very good about the green bay packers going forward for this year which which is i mean i would take it i would take it if you told me the, you know at the beginning of the year that th- that's what would happen but if this team has to play wild card weekend i don't think we're making it to the super bowl if we get a first round bye I think there's a pretty good chance that we're making it to the Super Bowl. For the point being, we're going to get a first round bye if we beat the Vikings. If we beat the Vikings, the offense is going to have to play. And if not, we're at least beating a good team so we know that this ugly win type of team that we have is legit and we can do it against decent teams. So it completely, you know, it sets the narrative. It sets everything else up. Yes. So it's it's about as big as... I wish it was week 17 just so it was. Because, you know, next week... I. We're gonna overlook the Lions next week, no matter what. Yeah, but I don't know. It's it's kind of scary. It's gonna be as nervous as, as I'll be all year watching a Packer sure. game, and the Vikings are favored by four and a half, I believe. Yeah, which is so. Yeah, Vegas thinks they're a point and a half better, basically. Um, yeah, I think a win though on Monday night all but secures a first round bye. Yep. Um, and I'm thankful that this isn't as big as a game as i was expecting i thought the oh do or like die. a few yeah a, yep. like a few weeks ago i thought this was going to be like for the division yep that makes sense for like yeah for if we're going to have a, a home game or not mm-hmm. um but that's not to say this is still not a massive game yeah it's been tough because we haven't really stumbled the vikings have been our shadow all year in the nfc north yep. once, once we took that spot so it's i don't know it's spooky do you what are your predictions for the game? Well, like I said, I'm never you'll never catch me picking against the Packers. I'm very yep, very unbiased. Right yep. Um no, I'm <laughs> very biased and I'm not afraid to admit it. I'm gonna go twenty eight twenty four. Good guys. <laughs> you just shrugged. I just take your score. Literally well, I mean, I was going to say it correctly. I don't know if anyone's followed the bit since the beginning, but literally, 
the first team name is the away team. The second team is the home team. You say your score first. Yeah, and I guess well, yeah, you were right. But I kept thinking the wrong way, but I was going to say ex- I was going to say the same score. And originally, I was going to actually pick us to we lose, can, and we, then I was oh, thinking you? back and forth. Oh, boo. Well, boo this man. Everybody start booing him. Boo. But then I went back. Boo. If you're in your car or in your cube, I don't care. Boo. Yeah. yeah. You'll look really cool at work if you just start boo. booing right now. You can boo too. Both will look really cool. Boo. But I, I, I like that score, too, because that seems like another indoor NFC North type score. But also, Slugfest, yeah. I guess, you know... Yeah, and the, either way, the Vikings wouldn't cover, but uh, fine. I'm I'm gonna go, twenty-one, twenty-eight. Sorry, twenty-eight, twenty-one Packers. Nice. That's what I'll go with. But more importantly, bold predictions. Ooh, you go first since. Did you go first last time? I don't know if this is uh, fair. I went first for score predictions. That's how, it's always been snake. Fine. Okay. Um. Well, last okay. For a reminder, last week I had Jay Sternberger, uh, thirty-five yards and a touchdown. Did not happen. Kyle, what did you have? Uh, Jamal Williams receiving and rushing. That's touchdown right. and thirty-five yards. Receiving. Yep, that also did not happen. Well, I am going to switch it up. He's been coming on strong the last few weeks. I'll drop the stat after. Actually, I should have wrote it down. Mentioned it earlier. I think Gary is going to have two sacks. Ooh. And I guess to make it. Do I need to add more? You think I gotta add more? No, I'll allow it. Two sacks, I'll be all right. Two sacks. Um from the uh just for just for for I don't I don't know what word to use sake. What what were you gonna add? Well this is I was gonna just like a tackle for loss, but I'll I'll say this. Uh Ryan Schlipp for the Packer Net uh Packers podcast. He he brought up Gary and over the course if you took Gary's per pressure snaps Pressure per snap, he is right around exactly where Zadarius is for the season. On top of it, he gets pressures and sacks at a better rate than both Burns and Sweat. Wow. He's been better than both of those guys. They've both played more snaps. Yeah. But with, I believe, Gary's right around 160, he's right. He's uh, That's a good chunk of Interesting. Chunk of snaps, so that's a great stat. Thank yep. you for that. That yep. makes fun, me. Fun enough. Hopefully that should make people feel better, too, about. Yep. Throwing around that B word for him. Yes, yeah, so so stupid. Yeah, in a rookie year. But what okay. is your bold prediction? Um, I was gonna. You just tell me if this. I think this is, this is bold enough. I still feel bad about putting you down last week. I'm okay, gonna. Continue. I'm gonna predict. Adam Thielen fumbles. Ooh. I was okay. gonna say. I was gonna <laughs> say actually Diggs fumbles, but that dude holds it yeah. like a loaf of bread, so that wouldn't be very bold. Damn. I yeah. What I, do you think? No, I I like it. I like it because if it happens, I won't care. You know, because I'm like, this is a, right. a, a huge swing. Right. Of all of them, and that we it, haven't really. It's always been like Packers. When you started, I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, I I like that. Yeah. It's because it, it's it could happen. It's kind of more likely than other things we've said, but I I like it, and I'll I'll let it go. And we didn't mention it before. We were talking fumbles. Uh, Delvin Cook. If he's not playing, that would be huge. It would mm-hmm. be another break that the Packers have really had this year. And with the fumble, you saying that, I swear to God, uh, until last week, the two other times that, that he's been seriously injured, he fumbles. He's fumbled on mm. the plays, but this last week he didn't. So yeah, maybe... apparently it's it's just a it's a matter of pain tolerance, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, we'll see. Um, so yeah, and that sort of thing, like playing, you know, football. Yeah, I think that a... could be reaggravated. 
pretty easily. I don't think that shoulder could be re-aggravated. Oh wait, it, it literally happened a week twice after, yeah. in a row. Yeah, but I don't know. In that Mat- that Madison, the rookie too. He's uh, he's been pretty good. This he's year. been pretty good, but he was out last week. I wonder. I didn't look at the injury report, but I wonder if he'll play because if they're both out, oh, that right. would be absolutely. Well, and then massive. I'm pretty sure uh, Boone. I think is their third. Mm-hmm. He stepped in and played well against the Chargers too. He's okay, but I don't think he's as electric as the other guy. He's more of sure. a sure. Right. Well, I mean, he's a third string string for a reason. Yep. But um, with that, you know, wrapping up the the episode, you know what I usually do, but I'm not going to do it. Good job, T. I'm I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Wow. You totally forgot what I usually do here. No, I was I was I'm like, I'm pumped. You're not going to do it. I will say this. Um, I'm, yeah. Like I said, not going to say what I usually do, but we did send out the koozies. Tommy finally got to it. And legitimately, if you get the koozie, please tweet us or Something so that I know it got there <laughs> because Tommy doesn't know how stamps work and he doesn't usually use the mail. <laughs> so to know that they actually made it to you would be He's a great. millennial. Classic millennial. Yep. And for those at home who want a koozie, all you have to do is go on, five-star review. It. Said you were going to do this. Yep, gotcha. <laughs> uh, leave, leave a five-star review, write whatever you want, take a screenshot of it, DM it to us on Twitter or email it to us, and we will send you a koozie at some point. We had a couple... Really good reviews last week. Uh, the first one was from Tom. Spencer is an idiot, and he nice. He, he was right at the beginning. I guess I got the one question, but man, I did. I still feel bad about the Evan Diedrich Smith question. As he you says, should. Spencer is an idiot, and I can't remember the other guy's name. Just kidding. Thought I'd switch things up. Love the show and go pack go. Nice. Well, thank you. I Solid didn't realize review. it. it Appreciate right the kind words. And then we have this one here, which is probably my favorite review we've ever had. This is from Anne Frank's drum set. <laughs> what? Title. Frank played the drums? Yeah, you didn't know that? Yeah. Very talented Yeah, they woman. definitely had drum sets back in the early 90s. Anyways, <laughs> fresh. <laughs> Here we go. Five-star review. Like most fans of the green and gold, the days the Packers are not on TV, I find self-medicating with more green alcohol. <laughs> but for one hour a week when I'm at work, I sober up, turn the radio up in my ambulance, and listen to this excellent podcast. I find the reasonable options and fresh-to-death takes on the Cheese Nation to be spectacular. So if you have a medical emergency in Manitowoc and on on a Wednesday and you hear Spencer and Kyle spitting the sauce in my rig, keep your mouth shut in the back. It's PMP pod time. Go, Pack, go. Nice. There you go. Very, um... Shout out to our, uh, servicemen and women. Yeah. Thank you for... Thank you, um, everyone who drives ambulances around. I'm sure this is a real ambulance driver who does this. There's no way it's fake. But yeah, I felt we had to do. We had to read that one because it was such a nice little story. Very, very solid. There's other. There's other great reviews there too. If you guys want to scroll down and read them before you leave yours, you can. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that wraps up the week. Hopefully, hopefully we have a positive, more positive, uplifting episode next week. When we will be recording in my parents' basement. Clinching. Hopefully, we are NFC North champions at this time mm-hmm. next week. Yep. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll see you for the holiday extravaganza episode. Whoa. We will whoa, be recording whoa. on New or New Year's Eve, on Christmas Eve. So be prepared for that. But Happy that, holidays. Ha- happy holidays in the future. And that's all I have. Kyle, do you have anything? I do not. All right. Shocked. But uh, Harry Styles, number one Packer fan. Please do not sue us. Go pack go.
Yeah. 